Listen in power. Thank you to the worship team. I, I want to, in this, um, come on, smile at that neighbor again. I'm happy <laughs> to be in the house of the Lord. Are you there? Because otherwise this message, I can't, I can't take you where I want to take you this morning. As, a, as we were sitting there and, and uh, as, we were, well, as we were worshiping, the Lord spoke to me and I I want to I want to get you across to a certain place because I was looking at some of the people and the Lord started to speak to me about you. So um, I want to take time to also uh, get into the prophetic this morning. But I, you know, this 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 season that we are in is a very unusual season. The season of um, in the in the Hebrew calendar it's a five seven eight three. Basically, it's we are busy going into the new year already according to the Jewish calendar. And um, I've been focused heavily on this and what is the Lord saying because quite frankly, you know, everything happens around the Jews and then to the church. But anyway, the, what I had in my heart is that we are moving into a season of unprecedented signs, wonders and miracles that we're going to see miracles is going to be at the, as the norm of the day. It's not going to be unusual. It's not going to take much effort. God is just going to do it just because He can. Listen, you have to understand, you serve a God that laughs out of his belly at the plans of the evil one. Psalm chapter number two, verse number four. He laughs at the plans of the devil because he is in, absolutely in control. But as, as I was standing there, uh, there's a story in the book of Nehemiah, chapter number four. It's, not a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a factual event that happened with Nehemiah. Who of you knows you sit here this morning, you have got purpose to your life. Can I say that again? You've got purpose to your life. There's a purpose to your life. You're not just here because you're here. No, you're here because there's a purpose to your life. And I'm going to tell you now what is your purpose. But every now and again, and I want to deal with it this morning, every now and again, uh, we find like in Nehemiah's day, Nehemiah chapter number four, the Bible says um, that, uh, I'm just going to read for you very, very quickly. I just want to read for you a, a... a little bit rather quote, it's quicker to quote, then I can go into my scripture. In Nehemiah chapter number four, Nehemiah is busy rebuilding the walls. And as, as Nehemiah is busy rebuilding the walls, there are two people that appear that are trying to destroy the works of Nehemiah. Nehemiah got the instruction from God to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And then as he's busy rebuilding the walls, there's two people that comes upon the scene. And I didn't plan to speak about this, but I saw this now as we were worshiping and I want to deal with this spirit. Um, there were two people that, that arrived on the scene. The first was the name was Sanbalat. The second guy's name was Tobias. Tobias and Sanbalat. And I want to explain to you what these two spirits did. And these two men, because remember now in the Old Testament, these were actual people, but they symbolize spirits for us in the New Testament as in the Old Testament. Right? Are you with me? And so Sanbalat is a spirit that just speaks. Can't do much but talk. Talks a lot and doesn't ever keep on talking, stop talking, right? But then you get another spirit called the spirit of Tobias or Tobias. And this spirit of Tobias just sucks life out of you. It's just there to suck life out of you. That's all that it does. But I want you to see these two spirits, they had a, they had a focus. Their focus was to try to get Nehemiah to stop building the wall. Are you there? And Nehemiah would have had none of it. And so he instructed all the families of Israel. He said, each one of you focus on a portion of the wall and let's get the job done. And then if you study the scripture, it's a very powerful scripture. He gives them on one side of their hands, they have a, a building, uh, a, a building, um, a building tool and on the other side they have a a sword let me read this for you because i i want you to understand this because i'm seeing some of this in this season coming into many people's lives um where's it now about the sword uh, therefore i position men behind the lower parts is nehemiah 4 13 the lower parts of the wall at the openings and i set the people according to their families their swords their spears and their bows in other words, each and every one of them got a portion of the wall and they got the instruction built. Why am I saying what I'm saying to you? Right now in 2022, in September 2022, 
um, there will be a, many of you will be feeling this and I, and I, and again, I, I see it. And so I want to address it because I love you is I am seeing that many people are starting to lose focus. And because they are losing focus on the, on what should be done, the enemy is starting to pull people away from what they should be focused upon. Listen, there isn't something like getting retired in the kingdom of God. You have to refire yourself the whole time. Are you with me? What do I mean by that? I mean that God has got a purpose for us and the purpose of the Lord stands. The purpose of the Lord, the Lord wants the kingdom to come. The Lord wants the kingdom to be manifested. The Lord wants the kingdom to be demonstrated. Jesus came to demonstrate the kingdom. Are you, are you guys okay? Are you, are you with me? But you have to be aware that there are two spirits out there that is talking. The one is Sanballat and he just speaks. And the, the effect of this spirit is this. The spirit of Sanballat was the same spirit that operated in Goliath. It was a talking devil. And so, but this thing was so powerful that it paralyzed the people. The people got tired. The people felt like, uh, the Israelites felt like life got sucked out of them. You will find that as soon as you step closer to the purpose of God for your life, that the devil will often assign Sanbalats and Tobiases for you. People that suck life out of you. Situations that suck, come on, am I talking to the right people here this morning? Situations that, that suck life out of you. And I want to encourage you this morning that there's certain people in certain situations that you have to love from a distance. Oh, because there's a, you have to love them from a distance. Because you have to live your purpose-driven life. The, the worst thing that we can do is to allow people in our company that takes us away from our destiny. And you have to know that as you sit here, you have an ID book, right? That ID book means that you have an identity. Because you have an identity, you have a destiny. And because you have a destiny, you are going somewhere. And because you are going somewhere, you are someone. And because you are someone, you have to be resisted. You have to know the devil will not waste his time with people that are going nowhere. The resistance that you feel is the belief that the devil has in your potential. Let me say that again. Who of you feel resisted here? Show me your hands quickly. Who of you feel resisted? The resistance we often feel is the belief system of the devil against your life. He knows that if you believe who, you, who God says you are, there is nothing that He can do that can really stop you. Because though I stumble, I never fall. Though I, come on, are you, are you with me? Though I get weary, the Bible says I get weary. The Bible doesn't say I quit. Those that get weary, they wait upon the Lord, they get strength again. The Bible says, though I stumble, the Bible never says falling. So Christians have to have the art of bouncing. Oh, come on. Save me bounce. This is God. Yeah, I haven't prepared any of this, what I'm sharing with you now. This is the Holy Spirit. You have to understand that you have got somebody living inside in you. His name is the Holy Spirit. That Spirit is stronger than any spirit that you might ever face in this life or in the life to come. He is a powerful Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. And I'm here to tell you this morning, bounce, baby, bounce, but don't stay down. Be a Christian that rise up because you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are the head and not the tail. You're above and you're not beneath. Come on, are you there? Are you with me? And so we have to understand, but we have to silence the Sanballats and the Tobiases because you have to be purpose-driven. Nehemiah said, I must focus on the wall. He quieted Tobias. And, and by the way, they never left. They were there, but they didn't stop Nehemiah getting the job done. I want you to understand that many times people in your life, they'll be just like this. They'll operate like this. And I, I want you to see the effects of Sanballat quickly this morning. The effects of Sanballat and Goliath was that there was another spirit coming into the, into the mix. As Sanballat was speaking, the spirit of witchcraft started to come in. 
because suddenly all of the people were paralyzed. They were tired. And here's the problem with tired people. Tired people don't think straight. Come on. Are you with me? And so in September 2022, I want to encourage you to get into the Word of the Lord. The Bible says, renew your mind according to the Word of the Lord. Because if you don't get your mind renewed, your circumstances and the environment around us is going to try to dictate to you who you are. And it's not going to be long, then you're going to look like your surroundings. Christianity is not called, you and I as believers, we are not called to assimilate or to reflect what is going on around us. We are here as agents of change, as ambassadors of life for a kingdom. I am a citizen, I am not a member of a club. I'm a citizen of the kingdom, that makes me a son. If I'm a son, that gives me rights. If I have rights, that means I have power. If I have power, it means I have authority. Why? I'm a son, I'm not a member. Come on, there's a huge difference. Let me stretch your mind this morning. If you, if you understand and understand sonship, what I'm trying to get across to you is that Jesus Christ came with one purpose. His purpose was to restore the kingdom to the earth. That was it. Adam lost it. Jesus took it. He regained it. Come on, are you, are you guys okay? Save me steadfast. Save me immovable. No, no, no. Come on, say it like you actually believe what you're saying. Save me steadfast. Save me immovable. Something you have to learn about Christianity is being steadfast. Christianity is all about steadfast, immovable, unwavering staying. Sometimes to pitch up, that you won't always listen. You can't always act according to how you feel. You should train your thoughts. Not live your life according to your thoughts. Come on, are you, are you guys okay? This is very important what I'm saying. Because Jesus Christ came, He came with one purpose. Adam lost the kingdom. Where did he lose it? He lost the kingdom all the way in the, in the garden. Lost it. There with, his, with Eve, he lost it. Jesus had to come to take the kingdom back or to restore the kingdom. And so John the Baptist came and he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is here. And then he starts to demonstrate the kingdom. Are you, are you guys okay? I want you to understand. Let, let me use an example. I want to drive this into your hearts this morning. If I am in South Africa, in South Africa currently there's embassies, right? When I run into an embassy, the rules of South Africa do not apply to me. Because though I'm in a country, I am, I am then in an embassy and that embassy is governed by another country with other rules, right? And even though I'm in the country, I am an, an ambassador or a person then in, a, an, in a, a, um, an embassy, right? Everybody understand what I'm saying? So for example, let's say the South African police force is after you. If, and I'm an American, uh, and I wish I'm not, by the way, but if I, if I run into an American embassy, the U.S. laws and regulations applies to me. South Africa cannot touch me because I am not a citizen of South Africa, though I'm walking in South Africa. Although I'm in South Africa, I am then in the embassy, right? Now think of me. I am a citizen of the kingdom of God, though I am in South Africa. Okay, now stay with me because we can't break the law here. Though I am a, my ID book tells me that I am a citizen of, oh, I am a citizen of South Africa. My sonship tells me that I live according to a different set of rules and regulations that should govern my life that is stronger than the rules and the systems of South Africa. Because if I look to the systems of South Africa, I can become very depressed. But if I look at the systems and the regulations and the rules of the country which I belong to, which is the country of God, which is called where God abides, which is called heaven, and I believe that system is who I am, then I'll live my life way differently in this realm. 
Let me, let me use an example. In the kingdom of God or in the kingdom of heaven, which I belong to, there is a rule or there's a system that says there is no sickness. There is no disease, there is no pestilence, there is no poverty, there is no depression, there is no disunity. And if I believe that is who I really am, then I have to enforce who I really am where I am located at. Come on, does it make sense? And so you have to know that, the, that Jesus Christ came to restore the kingdom. And as you seated here this morning, Christianity is not about being just in the church. Christianity is about being the church. Because you can be in the church, but not in the kingdom. Come on, you can sit here every Sunday and smile and we can clap hands, but doesn't, that doesn't mean you ever will walk and talk like a son and a daughter of the Most High God. If you become a son and a daughter of the Most High God, the way you live your life Monday to Sunday shifts and changes completely because you live your life by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Come on guys, are you with me? And the Lord said this to me very clearly and I want you to understand this, that the, the message has never changed. It's still infiltrate. Oh, come on, are you there? And it's very important that we understand this, you know, because... And I, and I want you just to, to get this. Um, you and I, the Bible says, Nicodemus comes to Jesus. He says to Jesus, Jesus, we've been watching you. You're operating way different. You have signs, wonders, and miracles following you. We hear a sound in your voice when you talk. We are confounded about you. We don't understand who you are. It's like, you, it's like you belong to somebody else or you belong to somewhere else. Can I just come down there to you? I want to build this stage bigger than I can get closer. Well, I must get you guys closer to me. Um, I, I want you to understand this because this is important. They say, uh, we hear a sound in your voice and the sound in your voice, you, you sound different. Because here stands a man, he's 30 years of age, Jesus the Christ. He's, he's standing on a, if you, if you study Josephus in your CBS, you'll find that here he stands, a young man, 30 years of age. He is, he is powerful and he looks like he's from a different world. The Romans and the Caesars and the custodians and the governments, they couldn't get him. You can read what I said, it's absolutely true. Because every time he speaks, they say, he, it sounds like he's the final authority on everything. And they confounded with this young man of, with long hair and he looks weird, but he has power on him. And they think he's there to come and overthrow the government, which is half true, but not completely true. And as I'm looking on this, and I've been in church for many years of my life, and, I, and, I, and I'm seeing a system, and I'm seeing many, many of this on, on people in this hour that we are living in. And here's this young man, he starts to live out his life in obedience to the Father. The first time we hear about him is the age of 30, he walks in the, in, into, the, into the Jordan River, the heavens go open, John points him out, his cousin out and says, this, this is the Lamb of God, the one that's come to take away the sins of the world. The heavens rent open, Isaiah 6 verse number 4, the Spirit of the Lord descends upon Jesus, drives him into the wilderness, there he gets tempted by the devil for 40 days and for 40 nights. Why 40? Because 40 is the number of fulfillment. 40 days in the wilderness, 400 years in the desert, 40 days, Noah, 40, very important number. 40 is also the cycle of Beelzebub, by the way. For any fly to form 40 days, if you ever wanna break anything off Satan off your life, 40 days. Here comes this young man full of authority, full of power. He has got one mission and that is to replace and give back that what Adam lost. Come on guys, are you with me? He lives his life in full obedience to the Father. He's in full of submission. He looks like a servant. He's dressed in humility. The Bible says that he confounded the wise and yet when he sat to the, he was different, he was unusual, he was peculiar. He sat with the sinners, yet he doesn't sin with them. He carries with him heaven. Come on, are you with me? Early in the morning when the other disciples are sleeping, he's gone, he's busy praying. 
Late that night they tried to find him. He's gone again praying. Then the Bible says that there comes a time and a stage in his life that he puts his eyes resolutely upon Jerusalem. He fixes his eyes because he wants to get the job done. Why did he come? He came to restore a kingdom. That's why he sits with his disciples, Acts chapter number 1, until Acts chapter number 2, for 40 days and 40 nights. He teaches them about nothing else but the kingdom. Come on, he tells them about the kingdom. Then he says to them, listen, I'm going to send you somebody that's going to help you enforce this kingdom. Because all of, his, all of his life and his ministry, and you can sense the anointing as I'm talking, and all of his life and all of his ministry, you see demons in subjection to his name. You see sickness flee at his, at, his, at his name. You see him coming into communities, dead people don't stay dead for very long around him because he carries life. Jesus will mess up a funeral for you. It's true, he stops a funeral. He's sad, he's caused compassion. He messes the funeral up. There's all the cookies and all the stuff. They need to wait because the boy is not dead. He is alive. Are you with me? And as I, was, as, I was, as I was thinking about this yesterday, the Lord said to me this, I said, give what you have to understand. As you sit here this morning, please listen to me. Nicodemus asked Jesus this question. He says, how can this be that I must go back into my mother's womb? Jesus says, you have to be born from above and you have to be born out of your mother's womb. And as I sat and meditated upon this, the Lord said to me yesterday afternoon, He said this, He said, you are born right, you have to be taught wrong. Somebody needs to teach you wrong. Because when you were born out of my kingdom, I gave you everything for you to live your life in godliness and to enforce this kingdom that you belong to. So somewhere along the line, something needed to happen to you that started to educate you to live in a lesser realm. Because according to me, you are a son and you are a daughter. And if you're not acting and living like a son and a daughter, that means you have lessened yourself and you've heard something else about yourself. And now you've reduced who you are. And as I looked upon it, the Lord said to me this, most of my people have become what has happened to them. And they reduce their level of living to the level of their experience. Come on, am I talking to somebody? They have been divorced, now they've taken on that title, I am broken. No, no, they have become ill, now they said it is this. They have taken on labels and titles who they are not. Come on, are you, are you with me church this morning? We have, why are we here? Why are you and I here? Why are we on the planet? Ask yourself that question, why are we here? We have to make this stuff clear because if we can get it clear, we, we can get empowered. Why are we here? We are not here just because it was a good idea when mom and dad came together a couple of years back and you are the, you are the, the product of that coming together. No, you are here because God had a purpose for your life and God had an idea that looks like you. Because as you sit here this morning, come on, blessed be the name of the Lord. There is God had a purpose, He had a plan, He had an assignment, He had an idea and that idea looks like you. Come on, are you, are you guys with me? As you sit here this morning, you, there's nobody like you. Nobody can do what you can do. Nobody can achieve what you can achieve. Nobody will get the call that you have, to, have gotten. Only you can do what you have been called to do. Come on, that's why we are the body of Christ. We are a lot of people, but together we are powerful. Why? We are many members, yet one body. We have got one head, one head. Please note that there's one headquarters, one guy that gives instructions. His name is Jesus. There's not two heads. Two heads is a dragon. It's a monster. There's one head. Come on, are you there? That's why in marriage, for example, if you've got two heads, it's issues. One head. Come on, are you, are you there? But as you sit here, let me use an example. As you sit here this morning, I want you to understand this because I'm going to pray for you as for this. Here in my hand, I have, an, uh, I have an iPad. This iPad, I did not make. However, I use it, right? When the person that made this, this iPad, they sent with this iPad instruction manual. 
to get the full potential out of this iPad. Now I can say, I don't believe in how this iPad has to function. I can put this iPad in the sun. I can do whatever I want to with this iPad. However, I have to understand, if I want the fullness out of this iPad, I have to operate this iPad according to the operational manual. Because there's only one way to charge this thing. I can get another revelation and say, no, I need to smile at it, but God knows it won't charge. I can say I need to put it in the sun because I had a revelation, but God knows if the operator said that it has to be charged to work, it has to be charged to work. Right? You and I, as we sit here, to fulfill our potential, we need to work and function according to our purpose. And for you to fulfill your potential, which is according to your purpose, you have to function according to the manual. The manual is the word of the Lord. If you break the manual, you will never reach your potential. You will never reach your purpose. Why are so many Christians bitter and angry and depressed? Because they are living their lives not based on the manual. We are allowing a mixture to come into our lives. Come on church, are you you there? Save me, I'm happy. (laughs) You have to be happy. Because if you're not happy, then the world has got no hope. Come on, are are you guys okay? You have to be a people that are full of life. Because if we're not full of life, who is going to be full of life? Come on, are are you guys okay? And so this morning, I want to make it easier on you, but I, I want you to understand this, that you have to say, David said to himself, he looked himself, I don't know if he had a mirror, but the Bible says David strengthened himself in the Lord. David said to himself, hey, David, get your act together. We have a purpose, save me purpose. And what I want to get across this morning is the, the and I'll, I'll close with some thoughts here that you have to know this, that Jesus, Jesus came with one purpose and that's to restore the kingdom. Everything was about the kingdom. And so why did Jesus really come? Because when God gave Adam and Eve dominion and they lost it and Adam sinned, the Holy Spirit was recalled back to heaven. And so they needed Jesus to come so that Jesus by His blood could wash a people again so that the vessels can be sanctified again so that the Holy Spirit can be sent again. Because the when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit the second time wasn't, the, wasn't the, the first time that He was sent. The first time He was sent it was in the Garden of Eden. Come on, are you guys with me? That's why the Bible makes it very clear. Jesus says, receive the Holy Spirit. The word receive is not a word. The word receive is a word. The word re is a prefix. The word, the word re means to reinforce something that once was, but now we're doing it again. The word sieve means container. So when Jesus says receive, He is instructing something to someone to come based on He was sent the first time, now He's being sent again. And then the mandate stays the same, go into all the world and you know the rest of the story. The point that I want to I want you to, to get this morning is this is that the Holy Spirit was recalled and then he was sent out again. But our, our, our hearts this morning has to be at a place where you and I understand we are demonstrators of the kingdom. We can't live this Christian life just about us. No, this Christian life has to be about demonstrating the kingdom. Come on, do I have somebody that says amen to that? Just give Jesus 10 seconds of praise, please. I I want us to understand this. Because thank thank you, Father, for Jesus. 
And let me, let me throw this one or two last ones at you because I, I want you to get this this morning. The goal of God is not to bring you to Him. I'll say it slowly. The goal of God is not to take you to where He is. The goal of God is to bring what He has here. Okay, that goes, that's slow. The goal of God is not to take you to heaven. That's settled. The goal of God is to bring heaven here. The goal of God is for the church, like you and I here on a Sunday morning, the goal of God is for you and I to receive the Holy Spirit, to be filled of the Holy Spirit, and then to go out into the world and to go and infiltrate the world, change the world, shift the world, and then come back together again. That's who we are. And so let me say this because it's very strong in my spirit this morning, is that the only thing the devil can do, he can do what he did to Nehemiah. He can come with a Sanballat, he can come with a Tobias, and he can come and steal your focus. And let me say it like this, there's many Tobiases and there's many Sanballats. But you have to keep your focus. Because as soon as you lose your focus, you will become frustrated. Let me help you this morning. Frustration in your life means that you know that there's a higher call to you. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? If you are frustrated on a level, it means God is telling you, shift up. Come on, guys, I could just give Jesus a praise offering. And I'll, I'll close with two thoughts because I, I want us to, I want us just to minister on this. It's so important for me that you understand this. Is that you have to know that Jesus makes, the, Jesus says this statement and, and this, this helps me to understand it. So the Bible says you have power and authority, right? Power is given to us through the Holy Spirit. Authority is given to us through our relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus says this, our Father which art in heaven. He locates the Father. The Father is never on the earth. The Father is in heaven. Then the Bible says, where two or more agree upon anything on earth, my Father which art in heaven. The Father is never on the planet. Why is the Father never on the planet? Because the authority is in heaven. Man has not been given authority in heaven, but man has authority on the earth. Jesus says all authority in heaven and on the earth has been given to me. Now where are you seated? You are seated in Christ in heavenly places. So where is the authority and power now? It's in you which are in Him, which is in the Lord. So let me tell you how this works. You are in Him. He is in the Father. The Father is in the Son. And you are in the Holy Spirit. They are three, yet one. And how can you conclude this this morning? This is what you have to understand this morning. I'll read for you a scripture. And I'll, I'll close with this because I want to pray that the Holy Spirit touches us. John 2, 6 says this. Now there, was, now there were there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And He said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, he did not know where it came from. And the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and the guests have had well drunk. Then the inferior, have you kept the good wine until now? I want you to see a picture here. Moses' first act was to turn the water into blood. Right? Jesus' first act 
is to turn the water into wine. He takes six water pots. The number six is the number of man. The, the pots, the clay is the, the vessel of man. Oh, I can go. I don't want to teach on that now, but we can go there another day. But Jesus symbolizes that from the start of his ministry, he's going to fill people with a new wine. And this new wine that he will fill them in and up with will be a, purify, a, purify, a purifying agent that will infiltrate the world all over. And so you have to understand, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you today, do not be so professionally church that you've forgotten the one that dwells inside of you. His name is the Holy Spirit. It is not by might nor by power, but through the Holy Spirit. Unless the Spirit does it, we're not going to get the job done. That is why you and I are called to live in obedience to the Holy Spirit. And so this morning you have to cast off everything that wants to tell you you are something that you are not. Come on. Are you guys there? Listen, I love you in power. That's why, that's why you'll, you'll see something in my life. I'm, I'll stay steadfast. I'll maybe get tired, whatever. But I'll stay steadfast. Why? Because I am convinced. You see, a man that has a theory doesn't have anything on a man that has an experience. Once I've experienced the Lord, you can't tell me that He's not good. Once I've experienced healing, you can't tell me He's not the healer. Once I've experienced that He's the deliverer, you can't tell me He's not the deliverer. Once I've experienced His healing power when you're down and out, and then you can't tell me that He doesn't heal the brokenhearted. No, your theory has stopped where my experience has started. And so I'm telling you this morning that God is going to do things in your life, through your life, upon your life, that it might seem at times that the enemy has the say, but he has got no voice in the heavens because there's one voice that is stronger than any other voice. It is the voice of the beloved crying out over your life. Come on in power. There's a voice crying in the darkness and the darkness does not comprehend it. I want to show you a scripture, John 1, 5, quickly, please. Come on. The Holy Spirit gives gifts, by the way. Jesus gives people. John 1, 5. Quickly, just throw it up for me. You guys, can you guys get there quick? Otherwise, I'm going to be there quicker. Look at that. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. I want, to, I want to show you something this morning. It's going to help you. Quickly switch off for me the house lights. Just flip it off. Flip it on. What flees? Darkness. So for you to overpower darkness, switch on the light switch on who you are and the devil loses his power right there because the darkness does not comprehend the light they don't understand what God wants to do in you through you and upon you they have no clue what God can do I tell you as a witness here this morning, the Lord is going to work on your behalf. He's going to do things on your behalf. It might seem not so at certain times, but the Bible says, when I am weak, yet I am strong. When I am poor, yet I am rich. Because where can I go that your spirit cannot find me? I can go down to the pit of Sheol, your spirit will find me. The Bible says no height, no depth, no angel, no demon, no principality, no power. Nothing but nothing but nothing but nothing but nothing can separate me from the love of God. And so as we... As we come to a close this morning and this, I want you to understand this, that God has got a, a, an opinion about you. 
And it's different than the opinion of the devil. God has a thought about you. And his thoughts are good thoughts. You know, we have such bad theology these days. I hear certain people say certain things. I think to myself, where, who has taught them this stuff? Because show me a father that loves his kids. And then that father places sickness, bitterness, rage, anger upon the kids to teach them something. Where is that in the Bible? No, you have a good father. Listen, church, I want you to be strong. I want to speak to you. I want, I want you to listen to me. The things in South Africa is going to get shaken. I'm not going to lie to you. God is shaking the nations. If I tell you anything else, I'll be a liar. God is shaking the nations. He's shaking the governments. Because He wants them to come to a place. And whether they get there, I don't think they will because the Bible tells us something else will happen. But the God is shaking the governments. And we are living right at the end. We are at the breath of the end. And so our confidence cannot be in the arm of flesh. The Bible says, Cursed is the man that trusts in the arm of man. You have to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways and He shall direct your paths. You have to trust in God. But God is shaking the nations. And as He's shaking the nations, I'll close of this, there will be certain signs that He'll put upon His people. One, sign number one, He's going to put miracles upon His people because there will be a difference. Two, power is going to come to His people. More than what we've seen before, there will be a greater outpouring in this season of the Spirit of the Lord than any other season we've seen. We are living in that season of a great outpouring of God's Spirit because these are not the days of the Antichrist. These are the days of the Holy Spirit. Are you there? And three, we're going to see a harvest in this season like we've never seen before. There'll be people coming and running to churches and getting saved that you thought will, be, will never be saved. God's going to save them in this hour. There'll be mass salvations. Hundreds and hundreds and thousands and millions of people is going to come into the kingdom of God. And so this morning, all I want you to do with me is to become serious with the Lord and come and seek the Lord. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. 1 Corinthians 11 verse number 1. What are you seeing in my life as your leader right now? I'm showing you to pray. Seek the Lord, for He is to be found. And so I want to come and encourage you and say, come and pray with me. Come and seek the Lord with me, because He is to be found. And these are the days of prayer. The spirit of prayer has come upon the body of Christ. We have to pray. God will do nothing without prayer. But it is the days of prayer. Because prayer makes you shake it off. Save me, shake it off. That's right. When I'm in, the, in my inner room with the Lord, I shake it off. Are you there? Last thing, faith never denies the problem. Listen to me carefully. Faith never denies the problem. It denies it the place of influence. Faith sees it. But faith says, you won't influence me. David says, I see you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take you out. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, I see the fire, but my God. Faith never denies the problem. It denies it a place of influence. And I want you here this morning in mass to say today, I choose to deny the enemy a place of influence in my life. Are you there? Why don't you stand to your feet? Come on in power. I love you very, very much. But I want to see you successful. You know what's my dream? This is my dream. I'll say to the second service and to the third service, this church, you know we grew 500 people in the last two weeks. 
That's God just adding. That's not man. That supernatural stuff is busy happening. You know what's my dream? I want to see every one of you as you come into the church. I want to see light on you. I want to see you here. I want to see you successful in the Lord. I want to see your children blessed. I want to see your children's children being blessed. I want to see your businesses blessed. I want to see wherever you go that you just carry the power and the blessing of God. I am passionate about that. I'm, and that's why I, I teach fervently. That's why you'll never see me quit on anything. Why I am passionate about my people. I want to see you successful. I want to see you the head and not the tail. I want to see you above and not beneath. I want to see your marriages whole. I want to see the peace of God upon you. I want you to see you coming in here and worshiping Him freely. I want to see the Spirit of the Lord moving upon your lives. I've devoted my life. There's a grave tomb outside of this building of my mom and my dad. They've devoted their lives to see a people free. We've devoted our lives to see you free. And I want you to choose that freedom that's available to you today. His name is Jesus. You can choose Him. He's available. He's paid the price. So receive His gift. The gift of salvation. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You are too good to settle for less. Yeah. Too good. Too good. Can I say that again? Like I'll, I'll say to my own, own children, you are too good to settle for less. So won't you, raise, won't you raise your hands? Father, I pray for my people this morning, Lord, for each and every one of them. They will know you, the only living God. I pray, Father, that they will never settle for anything less but the supernatural power that is available to them. And Father, I want to pray in this day, Lord, that your kingdom will rest upon them, within them, and wherever they go, that they shall prosper. I pray for their marriages to prosper. I pray for their families to prosper. I pray for their children to prosper. Lord, I pray for wherever they go, that the power of the Lord will be upon them. And Father, I have it in my spirit this morning as I look upon these people. Lord, that there is a repayment due to many of them. And Father, I want to pray this morning, Lord, that the repayment shall be actioned by the power of the Holy Spirit in this day. In Jesus' name. Save me this morning. Father, I thank you that I am born from above. I carry the DNA of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Holy Spirit that you are in me, upon me, and with me. Help me, Lord Holy Spirit, to follow you, to follow your leading, to follow your guidance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give Jesus Christ just 10 seconds of praise. Come on, let's just give Him some praise. Again, I want to say, as the, as the worship team come and Pastor Eric comes, I want to encourage you again, come and pray with me. I pray every day on, on, uh, on social media platforms, but on a Tuesday, come and pray with me. EBI is quick, it's going to be over in, in two weeks from now. Then we are going to start in this church, we're going to start something that we're going to chase the Lord together on a Tuesday night. We're going to come together as a church. I'm going to call that Hunger Nights. We're just going to chase the Lord down. Are you there? I am hungry for God. Are you hungry for God? Blessed are they that hunger and thirst of the righteousness, for they shall be filled. They shall be filled. There's this couple here in front. Just wanted to say, have your attention just for a moment. I felt, felt that you guys serve the black. Um, I, I feel the Lord is saying to me, He's going to change, shift things around in your lives. I see the hand of the Lord upon you. I see a lot of disappointment and things that almost, it works out, but it doesn't work out completely. And it, it gets finalized, but it doesn't get completely finalized. It's like, it's always just, it's just one step behind and, and it's always not working perfectly like, like it should. And as you, as you stand here this morning, I, I see the Lord shifting the gears into place for you. And I feel the Lord saying to me, it's going gonna, it's gonna to move smoothly. You guys are going to move into a season of peace and joy. 
and I see fresh, it's like a fresh breath, breath of air. Like when you guys go to the coast and you, and you smell that, that, fresh, that fresh smell and you, you feel that fresh, fresh wind upon you, that fresh uh, breathe, uh, breeze, I, I sense that for the both of you. I feel the Lord is saying to me that He, he has looked upon your lives. I feel the Lord says to me that there's a lot of people, that you've been good to people, really kind to people. And there's some people that weren't very kind back. But the Lord has seen the acts of your heart. And I hear the Lord say to me, uh, the scripture that jumps immediately into my spirit, it's exactly like Cornelius. Your prayers and your arms have come up as a memorial before the Lord. The Lord has seen. People might have forgotten, but the Lord has not. And I want to say to you, expect the Lord's reward in this season, because this is your season where the Lord wants to move with you. But I say it again, the Lord has not forgotten the kindness that the two of you have shown to Him, nor His people. And I say again, there's many people. There's a, there's God is going to give you guys people in this season that you can actually trust and that you can walk with. Because you've asked that a couple of times from the Lord. Do not let despair, do not let hopelessness, nor depression knock on your door. Sickness will not have a portion in your life. It will not it will not have a portion nor will you have will your days be shortened because of sickness it won't happen because you I see as I, as, I, as you stand in front of me I see how the Lord lengthen your days you are you have to be a blessing because that's who you are the Lord smiles upon you and you have to know that just this morning that God's favor rests with you God loves you and I hear the Lord say it's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible the winter has passed the summer has come for the sound of the turtle is back in the field. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. I just have one more. Avon, I see you. Avon, how's it doing? Are you, are you well? Are you blessed? You look good? You look fit? Avon, I hear the Lord say repayment. 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 God is going to repay you. There's people that have done you in. I hear the Lord say, tell Avon, repayment. Repayment. Sudden, quickly, it's going to happen. You don't even know about some of these things. I, I just hear the Lord say, tell him repayment. I'm going to repay him back. They, he's going to repay your health. He's going to repay you. You're going to smile for the next 20. I see just joy, 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 joy. You're going to have so much joy and God's going to give you energy in your life and in your household. Your whole household will be, I see the hand of the Lord, but I hear the Lord say, repayment. I'm going to press it down. I'm going to shake it together. I'm going to give it back to him. Bless you. Amen. Oh, guys, I love you so much. But I need to let Pastor Eric come. Won't you lift your hands just one more time? I want to pray for every single one of you. And I just want to bless you. Again, I say I love you very much. Father, I want to pray for my people. Lord, I want to pray that they will have the strength of God. That they will have the power of the Holy Spirit. That they will know that they are called by God to be a change. I pray that none of them will settle for the status quo. Father, I pray that they will go and enforce the kingdom rights that they have. Father, I want to pray that even over every businessman and woman that I see in this building this morning, Lord, I pray that every single one of them shall advance in this week. I thank you for business deals. I thank you for phone calls. I thank you for new contracts. I thank you, Lord, for favor where they go. I thank you for promotion in their workplaces. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. And if you believe that, empower, shout, amen and amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Eric.